0: Life in the Rough Reflections. It's been a crazy year, man. Like the fact, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. It almost seems like longer ago that we started everything than the year. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's also been consistently every week. Like, right. Well, I think that's why. Like we've recorded so many episodes and then it's just like, oh, we just started doing this a year ago. It's crazy that we jammed so not, not jam. I shouldn't say jam. Like it's. I like that we do it every week, and I think like the listeners like that we do it every week. It's just crazy that we've been able to do it and like talk for an hour, like sometimes like an hour and a half. We'll talk. It's about just like what we did the last week in golf. You know, one of the most common questions people ask me is, "What do you guys talk about?" And I almost am troubled, like answering that question. Like, I... you I'm gotta like, listen much, to understand. Yeah. How much time do you have? I, like, what do we talk about? We we talk about everything. Um, what do we talk about this week? Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> and and that's usually where 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 I go with it. It's um, I I pretty much revert back to what we most recently talked about because it, it, I guarantee if. You just asked me, hey, you ever talked about this? We probably have. I mean, Kev, the, right. the the people that we talked to, um, the things that we talked about, I mean, it was... I, all of it was awesome. I mean, I thought, how cool is the Hickory Hacker? I, I mean, how cool oh, like that? That was I, awesome. We need to get Christian back on. That's definitely something that I wasn't aware of um, in the golf no. community that I, I, and I find that so cool and we we follow the um, his Instagram page and a couple people um, that participate in in the same kind of hickory golf that he does and through those lenses we've been able to see you know how they play and grow this game that is yeah so historic to the roots of golf. yeah absolutely um yeah and it's it's really cool because like that section of like golf I don't even want to say golf history but just like golf in general like I would never even be aware of or be paying attention to but like since we spoke with him like it's really cool how like you said, like we follow all these people on Instagram, and like all these different things pop up. And every time one of those things pops up on our Instagram, like I always like go and look that at that person's page, or go look further into like whatever event they were at, kind of thing. And it's super interesting. Oh, I completely agree, and it's so funny. I, I love how you know um, because of the length and the and the reach of social media that this huge world of a golf community is able to shrink so much and you can get connected with so many different people that are involved in the industry. Um, It it just opens your eyes to so many different aspects of golf. I'm sure before we talked about it earlier this year, people had never heard of speed golf before, you know, and I'm not saying we went into it in great detail, but it's just one of the things that if it isn't put right in front of you and you're not searching for it, you might not know how, or to search for it. Like, you're never gonna know. And I clear I have clubs for my grandpa that are you know like that are very old and you know made out of hickory. Um but I would have never thought anything of it. I would you know no it them if we were cleaning out a shed or, or or whatnot. Like it's just it's so cool. Um just and one of the many people um having Mike on while listening to his yeah, experience. I was just gonna say it's like cool how like you get um you get connected to almost like that person's network or their reach or like the types of like golfers or people that they're interacting with on social media and like, I mean, Mike's brother Pete has had like super successful year. Oh yeah, as oh. like he, he's like an assistant golf professional, but like on like the on the competing circuit, he's he like won multiple tournaments, had a bunch of top tens, right? Guy, guy was in the players uh, in on uh, um, the PGA Championship. Come on. Yeah, his dad was inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame this year, uh, the Golf Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, I think like the the Connecticut section of the PGA or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. like their entire family was honored. I think. Yeah. Um, Just, I mean, we've had a ton of cool guests. Um, Our partnership. We had. I was just gonna say our partnership with Pinned. I mean, another great connection, thriving partnership. Only looking forward to great things to come coming next year. Um. It, Hell yeah, it, yeah. The pin partnership's been awesome. We won a couple um, tournaments. Helped out with the Easter seals. They raised seventy five thousand dollars for their charity tournament. Sold it out the first year they've ever sold it out. Go figure. They're being promoted by Life in the rough. Life in the Rough. Yeah, dude. Do you remember when it got announced that we won the tournament? We were all we all like looked at each other like wait a second. Like we thought like we heard what like the top score was and we were like, all right, well, we were like six strokes behind the top score, and like nobody knew how the scoring worked anyway, which like we didn't really we didn't realize we weren't the only ones that didn't know how the scoring worked. Nobody did, apparently. That was sick. And then I mean what was the uh what's the course that we played the, the curry classic at? That Oak was- Ridge. Oak Ridge in, uh, in Massachusetts. And Feeding Uh, Hills. Yes. We, we balled out that. And I will say like going into the clubhouse, I don't know if we necessarily felt that we won, but we felt that we were towards the top. Like we, we played well. We made a a lot of birdies that day. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The whole team showed up. Uh, We were making putts left and right. And, they weren't all necessarily five foot birdie putts. You know, some of these were 12, 15 foot putts that, uh, and not an easy course. I mean, the greens were very difficult. Um, You had, mm-hmm. we certainly had the, um had a, a competitive advantage since you've played the course before, but I know that other people had played that course before also. Um, but no, we, we showed up and we showed out and uh, look, li- listen, just two two and oh we're the the podcast is two and oh in in tournaments and we're just gonna we're gonna keep that going we're gonna obviously defend our championships next year for both tournaments i don't want to say we're two and oh i just want to say we're undefeated i like it i like it so it gives the same message but a little bit more yeah a little bit yeah a little bit more intimidation factor i think i love that i um the other day, yeah, um, I had I was looking on time hop and a screenshot popped up of just some ideas for the podcast that I had sent you last year. Uh, this was would have been yeah. over, over a year ago by now. This would have been in November timeframe um, of twenty twenty, but it's just so funny. I was looking at some of them and you know when looking back on some of these um, some of these topics and what we've covered this year, it's just, it's so funny and just so many funny stories that are just popping back up in my head. I mean, like, you know, we, we, we talk about pet peeves on the golf course and, and we've had guys shushing us and, and, you know, we've been stuck behind people that are golfing barefoot and yeah i think i mentioned i hated jeans jeans and i was behind a 5 or was it a 6 it was a, a fi- i think it was a 6 because they were all couples. three couples yeah. yeah i remember that all in jeans uh, kev the, it, it's it's just funny how that sort of shit happens and it's a pet peeve because it's not like it's just something that would never happen you see this happen all the time oh yeah um more often than you would like oh oh for sure um we we had had a discussion about you know certain friends when they're golfing and you know managing their expectations and I, I think that just rings true even to this day I mean earlier tonight I was talking about my virtual rounds and i'm seven over fuck me yada 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 it well what do you want bro like well in that example i want to putt better okay so that is a little bit different but say we're out on the golf course which i was two weeks ago i'm bringing in 40s and 41s 42s i'm feeling great about all of that like it's winter it the ball isn't going to go as far the greens are aerated It's windy as shit. I'm definitely cold. Listen, put all these things in and you still think you're going to shoot better than you normally shoot? Like, come on, manage your expectations. Um, Yeah, and like it's one thing to be annoyed at one part of your game. It's a different thing to be like, oh, I'm pissed. Like you're not pissed you shot a 42. You're pissed you didn't shoot a 38 because you missed four five-foot putts. You know what I mean? Like that's, Mm -hmm. you didn't play poorly. You just did this one part of your game poorly. So I don't know, go work on that the next week. Who knows? Oh, I hear you. Um yeah. anything that off the top of your head, I definitely have more things that are that have popped into my head, but is there anything that you could like from our previous episodes that when thinking back, you're like, oh man. When we touched on it, like this, this is such a a funny thing that any experiences that kind of kind of roll up with that? I think I think it's funny. We one of the first things we talked about was getting paired up with random people. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the first episode. We talked about getting paired up with random people, which happens to you and I both a lot. Right. Because we play alone a lot. Correct. Um and I think it's funny how, like, well, so, like, I, I obviously play with the past. We seize the opportunity to play, Kev. That's why we're out there alone. It's not that we don't have friends. Yeah, we we are we just trying to seize every opportunity because we don't have time for those friends who say, "Yeah, I had fifteen rounds logged in my gin this year." You'd be like, "Huh? Okay, pal. See you <laughs> okay. with the member guest." Okay, peasant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just thought that was funny because I don't know, like, I I end up playing with. Double, obviously, like twice a week, you know what I mean? And I met them just getting randomly paired up with them. You know what I mean? That's a- And not even. I was just randomly joined. I randomly joined with them because so it was a slow day on the course. They were playing by themselves. I was behind them. They said, hey, play along. I said, fine, I'll play along all 2021. Let's do it. Dude, that's a great uh, and I wasn't even thinking about that necessarily when you first started uh, mentioning getting paired up with random people. I was thinking about some of the the negatives, <laughs> some of the negatives that I've had. But no, dude, you're absolutely right. I met Dan St. George, a, a friend of the pod, uh, earlier this year over at Tallwood. Not necessarily a friend of the pod, but new ownership. We might be friends again. Um, <laughs> and then his buddy Mike, um, who through Dan, you know, ended up getting. Uh, playing a couple rounds with them those boys and it's just the people you end up meeting out on the golf course that you it, so there's two ways it can go right you meet someone on the golf course and it's just like oh my god get me through this round I, I can't wait to get home
1: i never like, want to
0: see you again yeah for sure um or it's like this guy, this guy's pretty cool. And when you're out there doing the same thing, like this is something you have to get away to go do, right? So, if you find someone else lives local to you that has the same interest, you're like, hold on, did I just make a friend? And like, yeah. and- do you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> yes, um, yes. It, it's just. Um, one of the things I, I I do enjoy about golfing alone is meeting up with random people. Like I met up with people this year that work for the CIA. Like I, I had gotten paired up with, um, a father, a son, a daughter, they were behind their grandparents, like so many very unique, um, interactions. And then you learn about different stories, which are really, um, you know, really just cool to like, to hear. And it, golf is just, it's such a small community because we all have set the same goal to do as good yeah. at it as possible. So everyone's kind of rooting for everyone unless you got money on the skins game. But it, um, meeting new people is one of the things I enjoy most on the golf course. And it's led to a lot yeah. of opportunities for us. I mean, just meeting new people um talking about what we do and and just talking about our fucking frustrations and how hard this game oh yeah dude i think one of the coolest things is you like playing with different people like everybody appreciates golf for a different reason oh yeah and like i think that's one of the cool things about playing with different people like whether you're playing with a scratch golfer or the guy that plays three times a year he's going to go out and shoot a 125 but he's going to drink a bunch of beers with his buddies, have a good time. He hits a sick shot and he's pumped. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cool to like see what other people appreciate in their own games or like just about being on the course. Absolutely. Or if they're just looking to get out, spend five hours away from their wives, tell their wives they're going for a quote unquote dinner, and then go over to local <laughs> trash strip club. Like, and I, they're I, at the I, titty bar with the peelers. Speaking knows? of people who cheat on the golf course. Um... Oh, forget God. <laughs> Oh man, you 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 love to see it. I'll tell you, I don't, I definitely don't let it bother. Or I don't even think about it anymore when I'm paired up with random people because they're be like, "Oh, you want me to keep your score?" And I'm like, "Like you can, like if you want to ask for everyone to score at the end of the hole, that's fine. I'll, I'll tell it to you. I, I'm clearly writing it down myself." Um, oh yeah, but sure. And then, you know, you walk off the hole, and and Charlie's like, Yeah, carve me down for a bogey. And you're like, What what about that yellow ball you hit into the woods? And then that white ball your buddy gave you, and then you hit that in the woods, and then you dropped one in the fairway. it's just interesting and i get it maybe maybe i'm sounding like an asshole over here and it should be like hey brian he's just trying to be out here having fun why don't you get off the guy's case and maybe i'm in the wrong well yeah i mean it's it's funny because like i mentioned the guys i played the guy that wore the uh the hawaiian shirt and the dolphins hat last week like he was like a prime example of like he just like I don't know if he was lying about his score or if he just like genuinely did not know what he had kind of thing, but it is one thing to have a random pair with you and they're like telling you what their score is and it's just not right. Like who cares? It's another thing entirely when you're playing with your buddies and they're saying they're the wrong score. And it's a very different thing entirely when you're playing with your buddies, they tell you the wrong score and you are having a match against them for some sort of wager. Oh, for sure. Even if it's a dollar, Uh, You know, whole I've a beer after the round. I don't care what it is. And I'll tell you, there have been times where it's happened to me, like, and I'm like, shit, that was a that was a bogey. And someone was like, yo, remember? I'm like, hope, and like, I feel bad for five days after the fact, like if I was about to card a wrong score because I wasn't thinking about it clearly. Um, Yeah. And then you have other people where you'll correct them on their score 13 out of 18 holes. And it's like, you know what, you might have been right. And you're like, shit, I was right 13 different times. Like, what do you normally shoot? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm right about the fact that we're not going to play for money ever again. I can tell you that much. I also, um, I enjoy playing not necessarily for money. Like there have been a a bunch of times. I mostly play not for money. I've like, we'll say like um, loser buys beers or loser buys lunch or, and if there's time, if time permits, then we'll do that. Like a good amount of time there's time for a beer, but like you already spent six hours probably away from home between commute and the golf course. Like, yeah, I don't know if I've got another two hours to go Eat lunch. shit, like it's unfortunate, but that's that's kind of the way it goes. I'm glad that you and I did commit to it, though, for the matches. Um, those were those were harder yeah. matches. Some meals were better than others. Um, yeah. I wish we had more matches. I know. Next year we will. I, that is certainly yeah. something that will will get planned. Um, obviously there's a little bit more to juggle around, but we'll lock in some dates and we'll hammer those out. Yeah. Well, we're experienced. Podcasters now too, so we're gonna have a better idea next year, of things to come and how to plan. Oh yeah, um, I personally think. Um, to, um, one of the things that I had sent you, um, is about people freaking out on the golf course. Um, and we and we yeah. touched on that earlier this year. Um, just as things that we had saw previously. I can't. I. I mean, there are a couple of things that come to mind this year, like people like smashing clubs into the ground and, you know, like telling their friend, like drive without me, I'll just walk, um, you know, things like that. But I was pretty impressed with the composure I witnessed out on the golf course this year. I mean, obviously the swearing, like, oh, I'll go fuck myself. I suck cock. and like, you know, the things that people say to themselves to put themselves down. But for the most part, I didn't see any real, you know, fiery explosions out on the golf course this year. No, I'm I'm like well, as you were saying that, I'm like racking my brain right now, just trying to think of a time that something happened, and I can't think, I can't think of any like egregious moments where somebody absolutely erupted. Um, that's interesting, because I feel like I feel like we saw that more in um, in the men's club over at Stanley. Yeah, like our boy Kenny whipping the uh, whipping the club the in the car smashing the flag stick. Was, was, it, was that he... him? Well, well, no, that was the guy who was playing with his son. And he yelled at his son for making him three-putt when his son had nothing to do with it. Yeah, on 17. Yeah, same yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh. He was also implementing the uh, the Bryson one-plane swing into his regiment. Yeah. Uh, twenty three, um, Starting on the first hole of the tournament. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it do you was remember good. that? Oh, yeah. No, it, it was it was absurd. And that like, oh, it, it must be that no, it's you. I will say something that I witnessed. This was at a tournament uh earlier this year at Blackledge. This kid was so drunk. I I, I brought it up on one of the podcasts. He like shows up a half hour late to the tea time, he's with his girlfriend. He asked to like cut ahead, kids barefoot puts his first tee shot out of bounds, says he'll play quick, oh. hits the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh man. I and it was it, it stays like that, Kev, where you just appreciate, listen, at least I'm not home doing yard work. I'm going to be pissed about it. I'm going to rant and rave about it on the podcast later. But at least I'm not home doing yard work and I'm out here finding some rough absolutely man absolutely i'm looking through i'm trying to look through our, our list of potential topics that we were throwing at each other like kind of pre-podcast the beginning of the podcast just seeing what else we were we were talking about but was it oh, club getting too drunk on the course oh yeah um no i lost one but she i came lost any club oh yeah <clears throat> But you found and you called the next day they couldn't find it, right? And then like the following day they found it, something like weird like that? A week later, after I was about to like buy this club with the, all the specs that I have off eBay, um, right before I was about to do that, I call and they're like, oh no, we found it. And I go and pick it up and it looks like they hit 7,000 balls with it. I was like, that's kind of weird because I left this green sign and I cleaned my clubs after every shot, but I do appreciate you not <laughs> stealing it. Yeah. It looks like all the ball marks are right out of the middle of the face on this club. And that's just not me. So I know you hit my club. Yeah. Well, that, that's where I started. That's, that's certainly where I started. Um, so 100%. I didn't actually lose a club. And personally uh, you, I, I didn't, I never got too drunk on the golf courses here, which is great. You don't want to do that. Um, I don't think I got too drunk on the golf course, but I've like, I saw a fair amount of people get too drunk on the golf. I had one, one of my buddies who's like a good golfer. Was he like he? He's like a single digit handicap, probably like six or a seven or an eight or something like that. And I, at the time I played with him, it was like me and me, him and two two more of our buddies. And I think he shot like around a hundred. Like he was playing really, really bad. It was just getting like wicked pissed, and he just ended up getting absolutely like annihilated. Like by like oh. the second half of the back nine, the kid could like hardly hit a ball. And it was funny because he was like he wasn't hitting the ball well anyway. And he just kept getting progressively more and more drunk, and therefore hitting the ball worse and worse than he already was. So it was just like a it, it was a mess, but it, it was hilarious to watch. Oh, um, yeah. and then uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen a fair share of people getting freaking the two guys I played with last week. The guy probably pounded like six natty daddies, which is like that's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I hope you left the parking lot before he did. Oh, well, yeah, I made sure to. I think they probably went in for a beer afterwards before they went to the strip club. Well, yeah, the strip club; those beers are too expensive for them. Oh yeah, that. but they probably have the minimum. Whatever, we won't get into it. Yeah, well, it's not. Let's <laughs> not in it. We'll save that for twenty twenty two. Maybe twenty twenty three. We'll 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 wait on that. I don't know, man. I there's some other things that we we had talked about talking about, but i I'd, I'd hate to jam it all into one episode. No, no, I, I think one one thing that I wanted to say though, because this happens, I swear to god, all the time. And I'm I will say it, I am not that good. I'm not that bad either. You know, if so, like a golf, I'm definitely not that bad. I can hold my oh, own, and I'm pretty confident. I didn't know we were talking about golf. I thought you were talking about like what you were about to bring up. So I was like, <laughs> on oh the edge well, of my seat <laughs> No, but this 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 is what I'm about to bring up. Does still bother me and we did do a, a segment on this at least once or twice this year when like a 20-something handicap is giving you swing tips. Oh and, and you just it's and me, like don't get me wrong, I can act with the best of them. They they I've been told I'm a young Ben Affleck. Um it was yeah, when I was younger, but I I can I can act pretty well and The looks on my faces, they're awful. It's like that acting experience that I have to sell. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gone out the window when someone like a shankopotamus is going to look at me dead into my eyes, try to connect to my soul and tell me how to swing the God given shot. I ain't got time for that that's so fun! i'll never forget the time that it happened like you and i were playing together we got paired up with some rando and he was basically giving us swing tips and like you hit a good shot and he was saying like that's what i'm talking about like that's how you swing the club kind of thing um i had one happen to me this year i was playing with um marshall abby Kay's husband oh yeah abby Kay, um, shout out to this <laughs> <similar laughs> shout out episode, episode and we got paired up with these two guys that were absolutely hor- like the first hole of the day it took each of them three or four swings to get to the fairway like they were horrendous we got to like the ninth hole and one of them on like his ninth shot of the hole hit a nice chip shot and he hit it in like kind of like a weird way so i said sens- like, I, I like with come- the hazel <laughs> no no like it's just like his technique was it was almost like he like tried to just like like slap at the ball and just like stop the club like right at the ball or whatever and i just like i I complimented him because like he he got it close to the hole and he was playing horrible and i was just like trying to offer him a compliment or whatever yeah you're a good guy so i offer him the compliment and then he proceeds for like a full 120 seconds to full two minutes telling me how he hit the shot and how he learned to hit the shot. And I was like, all right, dude, this is not what I need." We are on like the seventh hole and you're on your 75th shot of the day. Like, I don't need to be explained right now. And I was also playing like shit too. So I was just like, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Um, But I I thought that was really funny. I'm like, I I really don't want your tips on this quirky chip shot that I'm never going to hit in my life. Yeah, no, two things. One on nine, you should have been like, I've got a tip for you. You should stop at nine and then just yeah. give them the, the stone cold stunner right there. And then um the kind of piggybacking off of what you had jeez, <laughs> um, <coughs> um, what you had said before, there's nothing more aggravating than two things. One, I know I'm just gonna run this out for the rest of the episode. Uh, one, there's nothing more aggravating than someone, like telling you you've watched this guy double bogey hole after hole after hole and then he hits a good shot like you said you're saying good shot just because it went close to the hole i'm such an asshole on the course i'll tell people good miss i don't care i'm just that person oh i say good miss to people all the time but um, but <laughs> if they're missing all the time all of them they hit a good shot right right for sure for sure but then for them to like try to school you like oh well kept okay, thanks but honestly what I was really trying to do is catch the loft open at about eight degrees it popped at about nine and a half and then and you're just looking at him like dude, you've dropped nine balls. you've gone through a dozen pro V1 you spend more on the balls in the pro shop than I did on this round of golf right And like you and I are humble golfers. So to say that, like, you know, somebody like really shitty is talking shit to you. Like if I'm playing with a really good golfer and they tell me I hit a nice shot, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you very much for you to say that to me. I really, really means a lot. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And that's where I was actually going with this. Next is I definitely, and it's inadvertently, I do this inadvertently. If I'm playing with people and like you hit a shot and like, look, we talked about it earlier, managing expectations. Well, I'm sorry. And once again, just an average golfer over here. There are times that I hit shots. If I'm 35 yards off the green, I expect to put that ball to a one putt. That's where I practice my short game. That's what yeah. I expect to do. Um, yeah. I hit a shot. I know, you know, the second you hit a shot, especially a chip, um, whether you hit it correctly or not. Now it could be yeah. a miss and it could be a lucky miss. Right. But right, in me, I just like subconsciously like if I hit it and it doesn't pop off right, I'm like ah oh, fuck, and then it rolls. You know, maybe it rolls onto the green and I'm 18 feet away from the pin. Great shot, and like I I'm like thanks. Like I I don't try yeah. to be an asshole about it, but it's like what what you consider a great shot and what I consider a great shot are different. And I that sounds like such a snobby fucking comment. I realize it does, but it's. It is true. Like any anything off the tee that finds a fairway or first got gu- nice shot. I'm fine with it. Second right. shot. Say it's great connection. Great swing. Wind kicks it. I'm short. They, nice shot. Fine. Right. There are shots that I expect to make. Like if I have a five foot putt and I miss it by two inches, don't tell me good putt. I, right. I, it's not a good fucking putt. I just missed yeah. it. Right. And no, it doesn't it's, count. I I know how you score, but no, it doesn't count. It, right. Well, dude, that just goes back to the conversation we were having where we were talking about like there's like don't ask me if I'm a good golfer. You know what I mean? Because like there's so many it's, different levels, like depends on who I'm playing with, man. Like, depending on the group, I'm a really good golfer or I'm a really bad one. Like, I don't <laughs> that, I don't know. Dude, that is so clear. And I've been in those groups this year where people are playing from the blacks. And I'm playing for yeah. the Blues, and I I don't let my ego get in the way. Nope, I'm good. Right. Yeah, I'll. Hey, we'll hit the same green eventually. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. everybody's going to have a better time if I play from these tees. So let's just do that. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Um, and we, we touched on that earlier. I don't want to keep knocking off, you know, all the things we touched on. People clearly have heard it, but that is something I, I think about a lot when I go to the golf course and be like, what tees do you want to play from? Why is it a question? Like, I'll ask if I'm playing with someone that I think would be interested in playing from the whites. And I'm doing right. that because I want to make the day easier for you. I don't care if I play from the whites. I also wouldn't, I'd never be a person who'd say. Yeah, it's easier from the whites. It's that's that's irrelevant. Um, unless every hole is 300 yards and you just have a pit shot into every green. No, I playing the whites does not just automatically make the course easier. It it might if you struggle with your longer irons or maybe your, your yeah, but I see I disagree because you still have to hit that ball into the hole. What you know, yeah. Um and also like at the end of the day dude a lot of courses like the difference between the whites and the blues is not such a big distance difference that you're going to be hitting like a pitching wedge or a 6 iron like it's going to be like you're hitting like a pitching wedge or an 8 iron. Yeah, I and <clears throat> if you can hit your 8 iron, why can't you hit your 6 iron? I, like right. that's just kind of how I feel about it. Like I I I play the, as I hit my 50 degree uh, on the ground over here, working on the grip, Um, I'll play whatever. I won't play the blacks because I don't hit that far off the, off of the tee. And it would be to the point where I wouldn't, my second shot can't get me to the green. That means I shouldn't break from these tees. If, if uh, with your second shot, if you hit a fairway and you hit a ball, all good with your drive. If you can't reach the green, then those tees are not for you. No, not at all but i think there is a lot that goes into like oh we got to play the blues we got to play like let, let's play as far back as possible it's like or oh. or you can play a little bit closer and maybe enjoy your day a lot more right well dude i hate people like that that just see like the t's like oh i gotta play the back tees. I gotta play the back t's it's like dude like yeah like you can probably play the back t's at this course but like you go to this course like don't play the back tees you're gonna have a miserable time oh for you know sure. what i mean like the i'll, like, I'll go different. i'll go play like i'll play the tips at like a lot of courses but if i go to like the ranch or gillette or um yeah no gillette, way gillette, gillette ridge yeah. for example yeah, like no i'm not gonna play the blacks there dude like the blues is a really hard course like the blacks is almost impossible there but like at a shorter course like like i don't know like tacoa for example does tacoa have blacks or just blues um because we play the long the long tees there but it's not a super long course so it's different i don't know They have some long par threes actually we had like that like 230 yard par three there's that one par four that you need to hit like 280 to get around the corner on i think it's eight um yeah i want to say like so the average golf course is approximately sixty six hundred yards. All right. So yeah, from the tips or from the like the blues. It, this or is whites? just saying the average golf course is approximately sixty six hundred yeah. yards. I would say that's like an average blue tee length. Would you say well, a course can only be so long? Right. Only so many courses have black tees. Like probably. Oh, I'm just thinking of like all the courses I've played, whether I played like the whites, the blues, or the blacks. I would say like blues are usually between like 65 and seven
1: black yeah, I, if i think
0: blacks i'm thinking like at least 68 and probably closer to right. seven and up. Uh, agreed agreed i would say that though only maybe 20 percent of the courses i even play have black tees yeah 100 it's usually like the championship courses or whatever yeah and i i guess i based on the amount of courses yes number of courses no because black ledge and um and um Talwood both have black tees. I just don't play them. Allwood has black tees. Yeah, they're so on a couple holes, they're like literally a yard apart, but then there's like a par three that there's like 50 yards difference, and it's like a 240-yard shot. Mm. Um, it because I one time played the black I played the blue, like after the first time I played the course, I was like, This is a joke. Uh and it must have just been the the way they cut the grass that day and did the tee boxes. I was like there's no fucking difference. And I get, like, the difference in the slope from playing the Blacks. So the next time I go, I play the Blacks, and they move the t boxes. And I was like, uh. Well, so Blackfetch has Blacks, don't they? They do. Um, bear with me. And I don't know why I just didn't look online. Probably would have been neat. Well, I don't know. Do um, you so, ever play them? No. So they're eighty-seven 87 Anderson. And it's okay. 65 37 at Gilead. You've never played the Blacks there. No. That's shocking. So not the, once? Mm, you should just play it once just to do it. So to happens. be honest, I don't I don't know if I even recall seeing them put out black tees on the Anderson as often. I definitely noticed them on Gilead. Um, oh And this could just be I'm not paying attention or walking all the way back to those tees. That that could very be well. I don't want to sound ignorant to the course that I fucking love. But um, the reason I've never tried at Gilead is because of – like if somebody really wanted to do it at Anderson, I'd be like, all right, whatever. It'll be a long fucking round, 6,800 yards. But um, on Gilead, the first hole, it's so far uphill that like – I would need to hit 230 at the least to make the fairway. Just to like make the fairway. Yeah. That, the huge uphill, uh, kind of dog leg. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I get that T box is huge. I guess the back of it to the front of it is uh, a big difference. I'm, um, there are a lot of, courses that do what you mentioned that like they'll list black tees on their scorecard but they won't put them out unless there's like some sort of event or something and i want to say um dot or um oak ridge is that the place in feeding house oak ridge is that what it's Mm -hmm. called Mm -hmm. um i want to say they did that because i think the first time i went to play there we we were like trying to decide if we wanted to play like the blacks or the blues or whatever because it wasn't like a super long course. And then we got there and they only had blue tees out anyway. So we just, it was like an easy decision. Right. Um, but I, I think a lot of places do that. Like they have the option to put those tees out, but they just normally don't, which is smart, especially if it's like all public, just like public golf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, looking at the black at Gilead, like I could play it. Um, but it's just time. just to see, but the first hole is 435 yards with the slope of that hole. Not a chance I'm getting there, too. So it just, yeah, but like just, the rest of the holes, is there that big of a difference? Um, well, there's a 412 yard difference on Gilead and a like 390 difference on. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's so crazy, Anderson's imagine, yes, but... 30 uh, 6400 Um, Gilead's a little short, it's 6130. Um, but I I would argue distance does not mean difficulty. Um oh, I definitely agree like with that. If you've I'm got, got a whole like... bunch of dog legs, it does like the distance doesn't matter you if you're not getting there. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking like from like um like your handicap perspective, for example. Yeah. Um. Like, what's the difference in slope or in uh, course rating? Stroke or two? Probably closer um, to two. To be honest, I don't even see. Oh, no. Um, black 72.4 um, over 125. And the blue is 70.6 over 123. Yeah. So, would wonderful. you argue that the distance is enough to make it a two? Like, so, like yeah. one, for example, you can't get there yeah. in two. Right. So that's yep. one stroke right there. Yep. yep. So yep. it wouldn't be worth it for you to play it from a hand to try to get your handicap down from now. Right? I would have nothing but three woods in. Uh, yeah. Um so there, so I, I think play you play could with. argue that yeah, it would No. Be for me, distance. For me, it for me personally, yeah it, yeah, it wouldn't be too shabby. But I and I realize, guys, sorry about this. We ran down a fucking rabbit hole with it. But it's like make the game easier for you if you're just out having fun i have no problem playing the whites i guess that's what i'm saying like there oh, i'm not trying to play less than 6000 yards um if it's like 59 like i'm not going to bitch about it but like for the most part like that's really where i would say like the the cutoff would be um the the whites at blackledge are 6137 from um, anderson and Gilead is probably around three thousand. Um, yeah, I would say like sixty-five is probably a oh, sweet 50, spot. Fifty-seven is is Gilead from the from their golds, which are essentially the whites. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't know. Would you say sixty-five is about the sweet spot? Um, so the, sixty-three to sixty-five, call it that. Yeah, and anything over sixty, anything really over six thousand, I think is is yeah. decent. Anything over 62, definitely good, 63, 64. 60. But, you know, if you hit the ball as long as fucking Nate does, it doesn't matter what, what fucking tees you play from. You're only going to be 100 yards out. That's true. Now I'm curious what – um yeah, both, both of the courses at Town of Colony are about like 63. So on the LPGA of the tour white- – the average course on the LPGA tour is 62 to 66 okay. on the champions tour. Obviously we know pros 15 over, uh, average course length is around 65 to 6,800. And then pros okay. are between 62 or 72 and 73, which this was as of November of 2019. There's definitely more than a hundred yards variable between the pro courses. Um, yeah, they are saying, like, on average, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's like, I, I'm not, I don't know, I mostly play the whites. Like, whenever I'm playing with the Pats, we play the whites. Like, I feel like if I'm meeting up to play with, like, my buddies, we play the blues. Every weekend, I playing with the Pats, I play the whites. And then otherwise, like, I just play whatever tees everybody else in my group is playing from. Oh, yeah. Unless, like, if I'm playing with, like, seniors or something, like, well, right. I'll just can't play then, decide, those. like, I'm like, am I going to play from the whites or the blues or whatever? And just like make a decision. But like, other than that, like, I'm more likely to be the person that will play. Like, if there's people that I'm paired up with that are really fucking good, they're playing from the tips, run like a really long course. Like, I'm more likely to be the person that's just like, I'm just going to play the blues than be like, oh, you guys want to play the whites? I really feel like playing the blues today. I'm going to go play the blues. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, oh, so, uh, this website, I'm on says if your driving average is 200 yards, you should play between 52 and 5400, 20 to 225, 58 to 6,000, 250, 62 to 64, 275, 67 to 69, 300 plus, 7150 to 74. Yeah, I, it's all, whatever's clever. Um, Yeah, that seems that seems pretty fair. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Another way I've heard of doing it is like you take your five iron distance and you multiply it by thirty six, and that would be the distance of a course you should relatively play. But yeah, I've seen a bunch, dude. I feel like I've seen an equation like that for every fucking club in the bag, anywhere from like a nine iron up to like a four iron. I feel like I've seen that. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm a glad we fucking i'm glad we dove into this and uh looking forward to what next year has to offer and uh looking forward to getting back out there again i'll tell you hitting off that that frozen ground earlier this week oh man i can't wait wait to get back out there and on some plush plush grass and just hear the sound of my ball hitting the green then rolling in the cup yeah man it was really fucking cold today up here and i cannot wait for some warmer weather but either way, this has been great. And these have been our reflections. Not to be confused with Usher's confessions. i catch you guys next week. Brian Ackley. Woo! <laughs> See ya.